Yeah. I feel good. Feel good? So good. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. These guys bring a plate out on the stage and crap into the plate. You know, I work yeah. for Nestle, so I have to mention that. It's a clear connection, furniture and comedy. It works. Okay, so, so we're, we're currently talking about Hi, I'm Casey Kasem, and I want to oh, use your brain. Oh, you were like editing it in post. Tell me, you're not freewheeling. It's a rare so to go. You're live on the air. Um, uh, I really want some of that party party mix I over there. Do, I don't think I have a problem. I don't like to be around people who, uh, you know, can't. Uh, at least there's a precedent. Touch their nose with their, uh, you know, with their thumb. I don't, I don't know that you'll be able to hear. I mean, I guess you'll mix it. It'll mix it. It'll be fine. Um, uh, we don't really want to be heard. Um, no, we could cut all of this. All of this. Do the do. And then do the dentist. A little game I like to play. <laughs> Ben, uh, with your only option, I'm going to turn this monitor up. Oh, that's better for me. Is that better for you? Can you oh, hear works better? Great. Is works that great. too yep. hot? Nope. Too, nope. Not too hot? Oh, hey, kids, it's Ben. With your only option on the internet, I'm here in uh, his uh, kitchen slash dining area uh, with Mr. Ryan Folks. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are I'm you? I'm doing great. I'm here in your kitchen slash dining room, and it's lovely. It is. It's you a... have a lovely home. I well, like I appreciate that. It, it was uh, uh, my roommate Stephanie found it for us about a year ago, and it's uh, it's a real steal. You stole it? No, no. Is I mean, we, we we pay for it every month. Okay, but, uh, you pay for, for th- the price we pay for the amount of space and the location. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I was going to be in the suburbs uh, before yeah, I was thirty. In, so yeah, so you've done quite well for yourself. This is a this is a quite a nice suburb after all. Yeah, it is. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of riffraff. The occasional bear wanders. You in, have some bears. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we get neighborhood newsletters about uh, <laughs> the presence of bears. Don't leave your trash outside. Yeah, et cetera. Yeah, we have uh, turkeys in our neighborhood. Okay, that's that's our big, big fear is the you know being overrun by turkeys. I have also seen wild turkeys. Have uh, you uh, roaming around? Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. We we actually my wife has uh, she got this uh, signed up for this thing. So every year the state sends her this log and she logs all the turkeys that she sees. Wow! That's, <laughs> so uh, she keeps track of turkeys. So it's like a. Kind of like a bird watching thing, mm-hmm. I guess, but just with one specific bird. Just with one specific bird. bird, yes, yeah. the turkey. So it's kind of exciting whenever you see a turkey, then you get to write it down in the log and everything, and uh, it, it, it's great. So, like, come November, is her count off by like one one turkey? <laughs> yes, she just counts down, you know, you know, because each turkey she sees, like, oh, that one's gone. Yeah. That one's gone. They're all gone, and but uh, no, they 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 seem to come back. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I lived in this neighborhood uh, uh, just up the road, uh, less than a mile, uh, about I don't know six or seven years ago with mm-hmm. my dad, uh, and you would see them kind of wandering around on the outskirts. But now they've gotten, I think, more and, and more. They're moving in. Yeah, they're coming after you. They become more comfortable with humans, so they're <laughs> just kind of invading our territory. Have now. you have you ever had the the bears in your in your on your porch or anything? Not that I've been aware of. Uh-huh. I mean, they they've been known to be in the neighborhood, so uh-huh. it's quite possible that they've you know wandered in and out of our yard, and I didn't. You know You would about never it. know. Yeah. See, I, we've had we've seen remnants of. Of the the bear, just giant piles of shit. Giant, just like uh, not fully digested food stuff. Sure, is this a, an R rated podcast? Should it's I be? yeah, you can say whatever you like. All right, well, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> yes, it has the explicit mark on it, so I, it's fine. I curse like a sailor. Please I, uh, do. This is this is what it, this is why I did this podcast because I can't because you know I I was on Asheville FM and Asheville sure. FM's on the radio now. Oh, on the yeah. real radio. Yeah, so when they I, were on the internet, it was yeah, the wild, wild west. Yeah, exactly. But, but now it's a, it's a little tight. They're a little tight with the. So uh, that's why I do the podcast. Things are starting to make more sense now. Make a little yeah. more sense to you. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, it was hard to leave. Yeah. But then it was easy to leave, you know, because oh, uh, I got to keep doing what I'm doing. I feel that way about my current day job. Actually, oh, do you? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do too, actually. 
There's something about day jobs. I was, uh, I've been at my current job for about a year now and uh, had my annual review yesterday. Uh huh. And uh, it was uh, insufficient. <laughs> insufficient. The just uh, the the way they view the quality of work I'm providing, the amount of money they're willing to pay me f- for it. Is, you feel uh, is insufficient. Yeah, I see. It wasn't like they they classified you as insufficient. No. <laughs> well, good. you know they did in a way. They for the overall quality of my work, they gave me a three out of five, and in the mm. comments. Uh, next to that rating, they specified that it's because I've been there for a year and there are certain things I don't know how to do. And they acknowledge that that's through no fault of my own, <laughs> that I wasn't trained or ever asked to do these things. And I was like, how can you reflect that in the quality of my work? Right. Like, that reflects the quality of your work. Right. Well, I feel like that's that's more of a tactic than anything else to just uh, to be like we're only going to give you nine hundred dollars extra a year, <laughs> right, exactly. and this is why. This is why, yeah, this is why because of these things that we didn't tell you anything about or tell or or teach you how to do, and then yeah. we're gonna then we're gonna hold you those against you. Yep, that's lovely. Oh, it's great. Ah, the Corporate working America. world. Oh. Ah, they're the best. Ah, so right, folks. Uh, I am really excited to be here with you this evening in your lovely home. I'm glad to have you. I'm I'm excited to talk about because you you are uh, a big part of the great uh, festival that's coming up ne- next week, the Laugh Your Asheville Off Festival. I am, and I could not be more proud to be a part of that. I uh, you know I started out just running projector slides as a volunteer mm-hmm. five years ago, mm-hmm. four years ago. This is my fifth one, so four years ago. Right. And, uh, you know, it just it gets better and better every year. And my role has kind of increased as time has gone by. And uh, now I'm our talent director. So Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of rating all the tapes, basically, that Mm -hmm. we receive from Mm -hmm. uh, hopeful comics that are submitting to the festival. And uh, I'm also responsible for crushing the hopes and dreams of the 250 or so that (laughs) that we're not able to accept. And I'm gonna I'm gonna step into a different role. How does that make you feel? You know, as someone who's performed, it's it's tough because yeah. there are some people that submit, and you're just like, I hate to say it, but it's like you're. I don't know what it <laughs> is, but you don't. But have you don't it. have it, <laughs> and like it, there's no amount of trying that's gonna make you better at this. But there are, are those people that that come through and submit year after year, and you watch them grow. And you know, the mm-hmm. first time they submit, you're like, mm, not quite. You're not quite ready for me to put you in front of 500 people. At right, the you can theater. tell they have the they have what it takes. It's just a, maybe another year yeah. or so working. Yeah, through. to work out their act and find yeah. you know uh, find their voice or whatever mm-hmm. cliche you want you want sure. to use. But um, I like cliches. Yeah, you know it's been it's been a really rewarding experience, um, and it, it's definitely something that career wise is what I want to be doing full right. time. So you want to you want to be a would you say that would be like a a, a talent direct? Uh, what what would you think that that would be? Well, I think there are a number of things I could do uh-huh. in a place like Hollywood and and be pretty good at sure. um uh producing just sort of in general is mm-hmm. yeah producers are a real catch-all <laughs> term. yeah you kind of like, do everything you right? just make things happen mm-hmm. um which is what producing things is so that's I guess true it's, it's an that's accurate true. term but uh yeah i mean i i think i would also do well in some sort of talent scout role uh-huh yeah, it's always really rewarding mm-hmm. to me. Uh, Last Comic Standing just started up again. Right. Yeah, and, that's exciting. You know, every year there's a minimum of ten comics in the invitationals that we've had in our festival. Yeah. So to especially now that I'm involved in the talent end to to tune into Last Comic Standing and be like, I recognize that in that person mm-hmm. two years ago. Right. Is, exactly. It feels great. Yeah, uh, that's it, really. You know, when I performed, the the reward that I got from that is I, I don't think quite as much as what I get from uh, watching, you know, helping people grow their career and watching them uh-huh. go on to succeed and do great things like that to, to me is a bigger reward than having it for myself in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Although, uh, you know, it's nice to get it for yourself sometimes. No, no, totally. You know, um, you know I'm it's just uh, saying. I'm just saying. Sometimes it's nice. You know, it also takes a, a lot longer to to get yourself paid when you're, oh, you know, true. when you're on the that's performance true. side that's, of it. That's that's um, the tough thing. Like, uh, you know, I I I have stuck pretty close to the to the homestead. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to 
when it comes to doing the stand up, you know, I got the day job and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but but there is something about that's about being a, a comedian and being out on the road that's very it's very appealing. But at the same time, it's terrifying. Oh yeah, I mean, and you know, it's gonna take even if you're a successful touring road comic until the point where you're doing theaters, mm-hmm. like you're all the money you're making is just paying for your expenses. Right. And then you've got to explain to the tax man in April that like, yeah, I made $30,000 last year, but I took home zero. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like that's a, that's, you got to save every receipt, you know? Right. Exactly. Everything you buy, everything, because everything's a business expense when you're, when you're out on the road. Yeah. 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 I mean, it literally everything that you do is a a business expense. (laughs) That is so scary. I can't believe that people do that. You've got to have a, an accountant just to make yeah. to make no money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's horrible. That is the worst. Why are, Why does anyone do this? I'm sorry. I, I've forgotten. Uh, you know, uh, I. Uh, that's kind of why I stopped doing it. Is I was like, I don't... <laughs> what is the point in this? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's free therapy for a lot true, of people, I think. True. You know, that's it's a definitely way to what it is for me. Just blurt it all out. And, uh, you know, and if, if you can make other people share in that experience and, like, have a good time mm-hmm. uh, while you're sharing your experience, then that's, you know, that's a, a pretty huge reward yeah. that I think uh, exceeds any kind of monetary value that you could put on it. It does feel good to get up there in front of people and make them laugh. Yeah. That feels really good. However, um, you know, the other stuff can be tough. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's I don't not envy like... don't anybody doing that. It, it, it's, n- it's not like the festival makes anybody involved in it wealthy by, no, by any no, means. No. Um, y- you know, but it, it it is just as rewarding to watch a packed house go crazy for a lineup that you helped build and put together. Yeah. Um, and, and to see all those people enjoying what you enjoy. I always liked making mixtapes for people in mm-hmm. high school and like kind of forcing my taste on them. <laughs> right. And so now it's like I can get paid a modest amount of money to do that. Yeah. So, you know, That's I'm, a good way of thinking about it cuz you're you're basically saying like this is what I like, you should like it too. <laughs> yeah. And I have to be I have to be careful of that when I'm reviewing submissions and be like, well, you know, I have pretty specific weird tastes when it comes to to comedy. Uh-huh. And I like I like when people are strange or odd, um, but our audience wouldn't necessarily like that. And yeah, it kind of depends on on where they're coming from at that period of time. And yeah, you you definitely have to be cognizant of like it. I it may not be for me, but I I can hear the audience in the crowd uh, enjoying know, it. Yeah, yeah, going nuts for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a, that's a that's kind of a, a tightrope you walk a little bit there of you know trying to. Trying to give uh, new talent who have uh, an interesting voice uh, an opportunity, but at the same time trying to please an audience yeah. of a lot of different people yeah. with a lot of different tastes. And so. there's there's some people, you know, some acts come through every year uh, that honestly I book more for the industry present than mm-hmm. I do the audience. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, their their brand of humor is a little specific and maybe it's not going to go over well with the crowd, mm-hmm. but I could see them in a writer's room and yeah. the, the you know, casting executives and writers and, and bookers and stuff like that that we bring out, like they're, th- that... It's the kind, kind of, of thing that they would want to see. Sure. Yeah, because they can see where where you could take this person and use them in in whatever uh development they're working exactly on. Yeah. The, i mean the industry that comes to attend uh i mean we have a couple of club owners um and a, a ta- talent scout from apca mm-hmm. um which is the college circuit in the southeast mm-hmm. and um they're looking for stand-up specifically mm-hmm. but everybody else that we bring out you know they're they're kind of looking for People who can do a variety of things, sure. Um, who they could put in a sitcom or in a writer's room or you know what have you. So, well, that sounds very nice, and I'm looking very much forward to it. Uh, so the the shows start next Wednesday, a week from today. A week from today, actually, this show comes out tomorrow. But so a. Uh, Six days from today. Today. Uh, Nobody can see me doing the air quotes. Yeah, the air quotes from today. 
Uh, let's see. That's the the sixteenth, the twelfth through 12th. the fifteenth. Twelfth through the fifteenth. Um, so our opening night will be at Highland Brewing Company uh-huh. on August twelfth mm-hmm. uh, at eight p.m. And then we have showcases on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Diana Wortham Theater downtown. Okay, that's uh, that sounds great. Oh yeah, and yeah, uh, uh, tickets are available on the website www.laughyourashfulloff.com. Great. That's um, perfect. Or Eventbrite, whichever you... I mean, right. laughyourashfulloff.com yeah. is going to direct you to Eventbrite, so um, either... Well, you know, just traffic is good. Yeah. You go, go to the website, and, you know, you get the clicks. That's good. It's nice to have clicks. Oh, yeah. Clicks are nice. Feels good. Well, I tell you what, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about some other stupid crap, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, be right back. Sounds good. Okay. And we're back with your only option on the internet. I'm here with Brian, folks. We're talking about all kinds of interesting things. I'm sure you'll find it fascinating. That's why you're listening, right? I mean, why else would you? Why else would you? This is a fascinating show. We do fascinating things all the time. Uh, We were talking about during the break about uh, this beautiful home that you live in here. And uh, you, I, I met earlier your your roommate, who's mm-hmm. a very nice lady. Uh, and you guys, you guys are leasing this place, but it's like, it's a home. It's a like a real sure. home. It's not like a apartment or something. Well, like you know, I think the reason it feels that way is because Stephanie uh, lives here also with her husband Stephen. Uh-huh. And so I'm living with a husband and wife. They are kind of making it their home, and I'm just sort of living. You're just sort of off to in the, the side. space. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's been a great, great experience because they, uh, you know, they do their own thing. I do my own thing, and then everybody's happy. Works out well, pretty that's well. nice. I, I we were talking about it because I I thought, uh, you know, I wondered if it was one of these things where you know I've heard of this thing happening where people will uh, go in with their roommate to buy a home. I, I can't imagine. I've I've lived with a lot of roommates, yeah. and there's none of them. I mean, no. they're good people, but sure, there's none sure. of them I would buy a house. <laughs> no, That's not. a bigger commitment than marrying someone and buying a house. Right. You know? it, that, it really is, because, you know, eventually you will have to separate from that person, and yeah. then you have to figure out what to do with this house. And there's no legal system like divorce to, right. like, settle <laughs> Not it. at all. And it's not like you can cut the house in half and take part of it with you. It's no. not going to work that way. No. So it does seem kind of strange, but... So uh, before this, you lived in an apartment, or did you live in... in uh, I did. I know? lived in uh, Barrington Village over Barrington in... Barrington Village. Uh, Fairview area uh-huh. over by AC Reynolds. Okay. Um, nice, really nice apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, very expensive. Mm, yeah, see, I've noticed that. Apartments are expensive. They wanted more for a three-bedroom apartment, which, you know, I mean, three-bedroom apartments are... It's big. Yeah. Yeah. But they wanted more for that apartment than we currently pay to rent this house. Which is insane. <laughs> That's wild. I mean, this house doesn't have like a pool and sure a car wash and all the right. But how often that, do you use those things? I right? uh, never used either of them <laughs> once, and I lived there for a year. Right, exactly. That's the same. We used to live in an apartment. My wife and I used to live in an apartment, uh, uh, River Ridge, and they had the pool and they had the fitness room and the car wash and the the big lawn where you could go out and play frisbee and you could even put in your own garden and I've never used any of that stuff yeah not one amenity <laughs> yeah never never did it uh so uh you have how long have you been here in Asheville? are you are you native to Asheville? Or? i grew up in brevard, brevard about 30 so minutes close away by. Um, and then I lived in Oklahoma during my teenage years. Okay, that's interesting. How'd you end up there? Uh, I've got a lot of family out there, mm-hmm. and um, my family kind of needed to relocate. Um, uh-huh. And we sort of got back up on our feet and then moved back out here. So right? it was more of a respite move. Y- yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we uh, it, we definitely didn't want to be there. We left Oklahoma <laughs> as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> it's not, not your kind of place, no. There's not I've a lot heard, to do. I've heard there's a, it's a little uh, it's a little bland out there in Oklahoma. Yeah, a just dry. miles dry. and miles of nothing. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough there. The planes, planes are tough. Yeah, the planes are tough. As um, a teenager, not a great place to be. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, what did they have like a, a Dairy Queen? Was there a Dairy Queen? Yeah, uh, they call them Brahms out there. This is this whole <laughs> okay. chain of like Dairy Queen-like restaurants uh-huh. called Brahms. I think they start in Arkansas and work their work way there, yeah. out west. But it's similar um, to Dairy Queen, and they just have ice cream, and that's pretty much all you got. Ice cream and sandwiches, yeah. Gotcha. See, I grew up in a small town similar to that in Indiana, 
which, you know, Indiana isn't quite Oklahoma, but it can be at yeah. times. And we had we had a, a Dairy Queen, and we also had a Long John Silver's, and we hung out at the Long John Silver's. Uh, Sonic was actually like the, the young hang at uh, oh, was it? Oklahoma. Sonic is a way bigger deal in Central America than it is here. Central like, America, you mean like Brazil? Or well, no, like, no, no, no. Like the, like, the, I know what you mean. The, the center part of the United a, States. I was being a punk. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, I mean, we, I lived in also, a square uh, mile. Also, I know Brazil is not in Central America. I know that for sure. South, I believe. It's South America. Yes, I know. Um, but I lived in like a square mile of a town. So there was... Not a lot going on, and kids would just drag Maine in their vehicles. (laughs) And Sonic was like, you know, you could loop through their parking lot and get back onto Maine. Oh, really? That's interesting. So was it like at the end of the street? Uh, It was, yeah, kind of. I mean, not all the way at the end, but the closest thing that you could like real easily turn around in and where Mm -hmm. you could also potentially run into a bunch of other people your age because they're hanging out at Sonic or whatever. Yeah, we had a strip like that too, but we would go from the bowling alley all the way down downtown and then out to um, the Walmart and then back. So it was bowling alley, Walmart, bowling alley, Walmart, and then home. Usually yeah. it would take that lot. You know, you do that about five times and then it's midnight and it's time to go home. Occasionally we would just drive way out into the country. And if you just keep going, it, you start running it like you're in Amish and Mennonite. <laughs> right. Like oh, you're way out there. Yeah. 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 Wow. And okay. they're, they're there. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, a yeah. few miles outside of town, you know, but like you wouldn't know that they're there. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. So d- were there like uh, horse-drawn buggies and things yeah. like that? Yeah. A lot of that kind of I'm, stuff. Um, you know, Mennonites are a little different. They're not sure. quite like no technology. Right. Um, so I actually bought my first car from um, this little old Mennonite lady. It was her mm-hmm. daughter's first car, and mm-hmm. she had gone and on and gotten something else, and then it became my first car. Mm-hmm. And it had a sticker in the windshield that said, God is awesome. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm an atheist, but I left it in there. So yeah, like, yeah, well, if you I know, God over, is awesome. Sure. And if I get pulled over, that's the first thing I want a police officer <laughs> right. in small town yeah, Oklahoma to exactly. see. God is awesome. Uh, I don't believe in him, but he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing great he's things super, for you. So. Super great for you. I'm over here. Thank you very much. Pretty much. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, it's interesting. Small town life is so different from you know, from even from here, which you know, Asheville's not exactly a booming metropolis or anything, but it's not a small town. But small town life is one of these things where it's so different and you're so isolated from the world. It's almost like, uh, what's that movie that's in black and white? uh, It's like the small town... Uh, Pleasantville. Pleasantville, yeah. Yeah. It's like Pleasant... Like, Pleasantville's kind of real in a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. And and you sort of live in that world, and then you get out of it, and you go to college or whatever like that, you know, and you find out, oh, no, there's a a completely different world out here. Yeah. (laughs) And all kinds of things that are happening, and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I mean, everybody I grew up with in Brevard, Asheville is a very big city to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even Brevard, I mean, they have a college, and yeah. you know, they have they have some culture and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <There> <laughs> Questionable. Was, and also, I mean, in the the mid to late '90s, early aughts, there was not a lot, mm. not as much going mm-hmm. on there as there is now. Yeah, and even now, I think for young people, like if you can drink, fine. There's Oscar Blues and some breweries and stuff right, now. Right. Right. Uh, but really, all you can do in in small towns as a teenager is get into trouble. That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you can do you know the regular mischief, or you can get in some real big trouble. Yeah, in small towns. Did a little bit of both in yeah, my time. Yeah, I did mostly just the the little mischief. Yeah, you know, I was I was I was kind of a straight arrow. I will say the thing about Oklahoma is you uh, you meet a lot of really interesting people out there because you kind of have to you have to be able to entertain yourself or else you'll go insane. <laughs> right. You so. just have to go around introducing yourself to odd people. <laughs> yeah. And so you meet, you know, you meet some characters and people who have, have avoided suicide by learning to be an interesting person. So um, they have coping skills. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That, yeah. that can be a good uh, lesson for you. I mean, it, it explains why there's still more than one person living there. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's so true. I mean, I, I, I go back home and and uh, it, it takes me a while to reacclimate myself to the fact that there's you know 
a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and a bowling alley. Actually, the bowling alley. They tore down the bowling alley. <laughs> there's no more bowling so alley. So there's just a restaurant. There's just a restaurant. And, uh, you know, you can go to the high school basketball game for some entertainment if you're interested. I mean, you know, a part of me likes to go back and visit there because it's just so so much slower of a pace. Mm-hmm. And it's That's just true. like nobody's really in any big hurry to get anything done. <laughs> That's so true. And it feels good to just be able to sit down and like take a deep breath. Oh, and, you yeah. Know. Small town life. There is something to it that I, uh, I guess I miss about it, even though I haven't lived in a small town since I was 18 years old. But Every time I visit home, I say I'm going to go back. And really? I never do. I really, I tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, man, I, you know, I really miss it, and I want to move home, and it's, but it's that fleeting nostalgia that, right? As soon as you land back in Nashville, you're like, fuck no, I would never go. You know back what it does for me? I have, <laughs> it's like I'm not going back there. This no. is Asheville. Come but on. also, I mean, the cost of living there is insanely cheap. Oh gosh, yeah. And for the amount of money I pay to rent a room in this house, mm-hmm. I could rent my own three bedroom house in Oklahoma City <laughs> for you know three four hundred dollars. Right, a month. exactly. And, um, but there you could get a job that would, you'd be able to buy your own home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I would make the same amount of money I make here. Right. If but, not more actually, because Asheville is like the job market's not great. Right. But you could buy, you could buy a house there for $90,000 and you know, your, your mortgage would be uh seven fifty or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I mean, so that, that part of it is very tempting, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, the, the cost of living there is so cheap because it's not a desirable place to right. live. Nobody <laughs> wants to be there. <laughs> I, you know, I do wonder about like some of the, some of the towns in these areas. Like I've always heard that, uh, uh, Norman is a cool place. Like you could, if you could get to Norman, Norman, Oklahoma cool. is pretty cool. And I lived, um, I guess about an hour and 20 minutes outside of Oklahoma city and Norman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd go there to, you know, go to record shops and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. but it still sucks to like have to drive an hour <laughs> to <know>. be <laughs> near anything remotely interesting <laughs> is, uh, you know, it's a pretty tall order when you're 16. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough because you want to you want to be in on all the coolest stuff and all the things that are yeah like like I uh, you know you when you're in the small town and stuff you have to find your own little your own little click to get into yeah in order to be into something like I had to get into heavy metal which is a weird thing for me to get into because I'm this scrawny you know five foot six but if you want to connect with like minded weirdos in right. a small town it's that's like, it they didn't have they didn't have punk there were no punks in my town oh really we, yeah we did at least have some heads. of those in oklahoma we didn't have any punks it was all he- metalheads and so i had to join the metalheads i'll say you know i met a lot of people there with really great tastes mm-hmm. um and you know bands like modest mouse would come through the city and you know, 10 of us would all get in like a caravan from small town oklahoma to like go yeah. see our first modest mouse concert and that's cool we would we would uh, go to Evansville, which was about 40, 40 minutes away, and uh, but we would see like Rat or yeah. <laughs> Poison or yeah. something like that. You know, it wouldn't be. Of course, that was the eighties too, so that's pretty much what sure. you had. But uh, but it wasn't exactly but like the Pixies weren't coming through. No, town. the Pixies were not going to Robert Stadium in Evansville. Yeah, you were not, you were not going to see you know uh, Roxy Music <laughs> in no. Evansville. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you you took what you could. Uh, I did see uh, Kiss, uh, not the original Kiss. This was uh, the the reformulated with Eric Carr okay. as the drummer, and uh, I think uh, Ace was not in the band anymore either. I can't so remember. half of you saw half of Kiss. Yeah, it was like it wasn't Zach Wild. It was the one before Zach Wild. I can't remember. I but the coolest thing about it was um, that they had a statue of the. Uh, Statue of Liberty, uh, almost full-size head and shoulders of Statue of Liberty as their backdrop. And at the end of the show, there was a huge explosion and her head explodes and pops off. And then there's like a skull with with fire eyes, like a fire shooting out of the eyes of the skull with her with her head. That, that's, that was one of my greatest memories. Seems very anti-America. It was, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, down with the establishment. Did you see any big, like, what, what big concerts did you see when you were a kid? Uh, the first concert I ever saw was the Wallflowers at Thomas hmm. Wolfe Auditorium. Ah. I was in fifth grade. Wow. And you, you, my parents brought me uh, from Brevard to, to go see the show, hmm. and I mean, I went back to school the next day thinking I was 
pretty you hot were, shit. You were the uh, you were the big deal. I mean, okay. one headlight was on the radio. No <laughs> other kid my age had been to no, a concert no. yet, and uh, let alone like someone who was popular and people knew at the right. time. Now nobody gives a shit about the Wallflowers, <laughs> right. but at the time, it was a big deal. Uh, and then I think I I saw a corn and with stained opening. Uh, Whoa! Hey, and I mean I would rather drive a screwdriver into my ear than listen <laughs> to either of those bands now. But at the time, it was a huge. You were deal. into those that. were my two favorite bands on the planet. Corn and stained. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. I was. I was. Go with sad more than interesting. Yeah, I don't but. think it was. I don't think it was sad. It was part of the t- the you know the time that you were uh, growing. Yeah. I you know I listened to a lot of. Terrible. I went to some terrible concerts growing up. You know, I've realized I'm getting to the age now where I can get nostalgic for music that I never liked. <laughs> like <laughs> I turned, I tuned into ninety-seven point seven The Brew the other day, uh-huh. and they were playing like "Pump Up the Jams," <laughs> and I was what? like, "But I'm like bobbing my head along, yeah. like, yeah, man, this Pump takes me back jams. to elementary school." I'm like, "This song is garbage. <laughs> like, why are you? Why is this triggering that like reward oh, center I just, in your brain?" I know. I have I've gotten I've gotten so old now that the the stuff that I used to that used to drive me crazy at the dentist office that used to be on the radio at the dentist office yeah. now I love that stuff I listen to it all the time what is the matter with me I can't explain it Oh god it, that, I I it seems like I read an article that was saying something like uh once you reach a certain age you no longer seek out 33 is that is that that was the age? That's you no longer seek out new things and, and yeah, and you, which you, is you terrifying t- to me. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You completely settle into your norm and you're not going to move anymore after that. You know, my dad made it to about fifty. Did he really? Um, he did, and like he was when I was in high school, he was showing me like Pavement and Wilco and like all these bands that I wow. ended up getting really into. Yeah, because my dad had this excellent taste, and he would take me to shows. Wow. Um, and then like around, I guess probably five years ago, he gave me like his record collection, which uh-huh. you can see. Yeah. Wow. And uh, his his stereo back there, which is older than I am. Uh-huh. And. Uh, uh, it was a kind of a sad moment because my dad had always been like the cool dad who right. was like on the cutting edge showing me new stuff when I'm in high school. Uh, right. And not just like older stuff that I'd miss, like pavement or whatever, but like new modern bands where he was like, this is, you know, right. I read about this band on Pitchfork that are really cool. <laughs> and Your dad reads Pitchfork. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. He was just and, done. And now, you know, I'll send him a message and be like, hey, you know, I just heard the new... You know, Wilco album, it's great. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> listen into, to it once. Maybe. But eh, I'm not into it Like, anymore. I, I uh, borrowed his car a couple years ago, uh-huh. and I put a CD in the player, and I f- forgot and left it in there. And then I borrowed the car again a year later, same CD player. <laughs> <laughs> or same CD in the same player. CD and, like, he, he clearly had not used the radio in his car right. in a year. And I was right. like, this is gonna fucking happen to me someday and that's terrifying it's It's really hard uh i i you know i i i can't say the same thing about my dad he he was never a big music listener but he had you know some taste in music he listened to a lot of the stuff that he was in high school and stuff like that in college uh but at a certain point he just completely listened stopped listening to music at all and and now it just npr (laughs) I mean, I, it. I, it, to me, it kind of comes in like peaks and valleys, but yeah. I'm 29 now and I feel like the, the last couple of years, maybe not as much, but like my thirst to discover new music is high, greater than it's ever been. Uh huh. Um, so I just I can't see that fading away full stop in four years. Right. You know? It probably won't. I will say mine, mine sort of waned when I started doing stand-up like i i got more into comedy and i got less into music and that's yep you know you sort of have to trade one for the other you can't really do them both at the same time and you know since i got more onto the talent end of the festival i wouldn't say it's made me less of a fan of comedy but like that three-month period where our submissions are open by the end of it i'm pretty (laughs) well comedied out (laughs) yeah um and i mean you know i have to stop myself from watching more than like five or 10 at most tapes uh, in a night because yeah. you get to a point where you're just like overloaded and you start to hate all of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
and uh, and so then you got to go back and watch stuff again and make mm-hmm. sure you didn't miss anything. But uh, you know, once I'm done with that, it's like okay, I'm taking a comedy break until the festival. Right, exactly. You got it. You got to because you want to enjoy it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you don't want it to be like a chore to go through it again. Sure. Uh, well, you know, I luckily, I, I don't. I wouldn't say luckily. I get to see very little of it week of. You know, because we're running around doing all this stuff. Right. And, right. Um, but it, it that is kind of the time where I start to get more back into music, and I know, mm-hmm. like, I've heard a, a couple locals grumble. I guess that I don't go to as many shows as I used to. Yeah, or, I, I've heard that too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, by the same token, like I, I don't need to be at open mic every week to no, I to understand. know how you're doing, you right? Know? And and I think I think one of the things that you might be hearing is some of the grumbling is that people think you still do stand up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which uh, you know most of us know you don't do it anymore, yeah. but but still, you know, it's kind of like hey. Where's Ryan? We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, yeah he doesn't do stand-up anymore. But I heard, I don't know. I, you know, it. it uh, it's hard to find time to to go out sure. and go to. Sure. Oh, if you're not performing, like there's, I mean, I, I'm sure that each of you probably have a joke or two that I haven't heard since <laughs> I stopped going out regularly. You know what I mean? Like your act is your act, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like at a yeah. at a local open micer level, you don't need to be Louis C.K. writing a new hour every year. You know what I mean? Right. Although we all feel the pressure to do that. I don't <laughs> for understand some that. reason. It's I very don't... strange, but we do. And the thing is, is that to me that makes it harder for you to grow as a comic because you're throwing so much stuff out rather yeah. than just like you're not polishing honing. it. Yeah, you're not honing. And like everybody in Asheville should have a tight five you know yeah easily that yeah. is like that they've kept in their act but like i talked to jason about this the other day like he just keeps throwing stuff away and constantly writing and trying out new stuff and i'm like you get to a point where like you've gotta you gotta hold on to some of this and yeah you, gotta, it. you do have to hone it and you have to spend some time with it and not you don't want to throw it out you may take it out of the, your current set but you don't throw it out you yeah. bring it back when it's needed yeah yeah i I, I think I do a pretty good job at that, but I'm not as prolific as a lot of these folks. These <laughs> you young know? bucks. Yeah, these young bucks. They 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 churn it out pretty quick. I I uh, I I sort of lean into some of these jokes for a while. I mean, that's kind of why I had to stop. Yeah. Is I was absolutely sick of the five minutes I was doing every night. <laughs> right. And I don't didn't have time between my day job and the festival stuff mm-hmm. to write. I mean, to to be right. good at it, like, you got to write. All the time, yeah. and like I just can't. Yeah, I struggle with that too because I I I want to be writing, you know, every night, you know. But I get home and I have all these chores to do. I've spent all eight hours working nonstop on whatever stuff I have to do at work. Yeah, come home, I do my chores, I bake dinner, I take care of the animals, I do all this stuff, and then it's nine o'clock, and I <laughs> I'm like. I can maybe do ten minutes of writing, and yeah. I'm I'm exhausted. I want to go to bed. Whereas, like Jason, he just recently started at my day job, Jason Webb. Uh-huh. Um, so he's he's working with me there now. Oh. And like he sent me a message the other day as I was about to go to lunch, and he was like, "Can you pick me up some lunch while you're out <laughs> on your lunch?" I'm like, "You also get an hour of lunch, <laughs> and you have a car that works. Like, why are you asking right. me to do this what for you?" This? And he's like. Oh, well, I just, you know, I really need to write. I'm like, well, spend 10 minutes driving up the road to Subway and then spend <laughs> the can, other 50 yeah, can, eating and writing. Like, you, can I, write, you can write at the Subway yeah. while you eat your sandwich. But that's, you know, I... I but that is commitment. I still respect, I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I'm totally, I'm envious of that kind of commitment to, you know, just work through the the strain and the struggle. And, yeah, and I mean, he's doing writing. this on yeah. the only hour break he gets at his day job. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a level of dedication that I just did have for it right right it's a level of dedication i do have for the production side of things sure but, um, well and it's good that you found you know your calling when it comes to you know being a part of of this, the comedy scene here and 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 working yourself up it's nice to find what it is you really are passionate about i owe all of that to charlie really because mm-hmm. he was you know when i was first starting out i was 
more of a fan really than mm-hmm. anything. And I had I'd performed a couple of times, but it wasn't really like a thing I was doing regularly mm-hmm. until I got more involved with the festival. Right. Um, and so then I was like a, a fan and then a performer and had started to do some production stuff. And he was like, you got to just find your niche in mm-hmm. this business, you mm-hmm. know, and, and find out what it is that is more rewarding to you. Right. Um, and we had quite a few chats before I kind of realized that like doing what he does essentially is sort of where I'm more comfortable and mm-hmm. uh, more adept, I think. I mean, I, I don't think I was ever a great comic. Nobody's... nobody's you were funny. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm, I'm not like fishing for compliments. You know what uh, I mean? Well, like, you got it. I was Punk. all right. Um, it was n- nothing special. And of course, I mean, I only pursued it for a year but Mm -hmm. it it was still you know i don't know like i i don't i don't know that i had anything particularly unique to say um that a dozen other comedians couldn't bring to the table so like let's see if i can't use my skills better in another way yeah Yeah. well uh, it's it's good that you figured out what it is you're passionate about and ultimately that's the that's the main goal that's what we're all here to is find our passion yep so you did it Congratulations, you did it. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for, for the congratulations. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's take another break, and then we'll come back. We'll do a stupid game, and then we'll wrap it up. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. And we're back. On <laughs> 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 your only option on the internet, here with Ryan, folks. Uh, Ryan, it's time to play the Weird News Quiz. Weird News Quiz. You ready to play I'm this? I'm terrible at it, but let's do it. That's okay. Everybody's terrible at it, <laughs> unless you read the new, weird news. Here's here's a tip for anybody coming on the show: check out the weird news. And is this news of the weird? News in of Mount the weird. Every week? No, 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 no. Okay. No, I use UPI because I want the national stuff. You know, I don't know that they do. Well, news of the weird was national when it was in Mountain Express. Right, that's I don't, true. I don't think it is anymore. Actually, I no. I've got one sitting right here. I just thumbed through, like looking for our. Article. Yeah, I did. I, well, yeah. There's uh, several things that aren't there anymore. They were always very amusing. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. I always enjoyed it, but you know, times change. You know, yeah. and now you have to go to UPI. I use UPI. Weird news. All right, let's do this. Uh, so here we go. Um, uh, a blank drops in for breakfast at a Kenyan hotel. Giraffe. A giraffe. How did you know that? Is it? The you just guessed that? No way. That's what it was. That is what it was. It was a giraffe. <laughs> oh, holy <laughs> a shit! A giraffe dropped in for breakfast at a Kenyan hotel. That's not even. How did you do that? I mean, in Africa, it's a giraffe or an elephant, right? Well, it could be a lion. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nairobi, Kenya. A video filmed uh, at a popular Kenyan hotel shows off one of the accommodation's most unusual tourist draws: breakfast with giraffes. You know what? I did a report on Kenya when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and there may have been something in there about like a giraffe population. So or something. you, it was a ringer, is yep. what you're saying. You're a ringer for for uh, giraffe yep. uh, weird news uh, questions. Well, I have to give you another question now because that one that one wasn't even fair. You came up with it immediately. Uh, okay, uh, blank upstages baby by saying "mama" for food. Dog. A dog. Of course, it's a dog. I should I should have rephrased that one and and instead saying. Dog upstages baby by saying "blank" for food. Yeah, <laughs> would have yeah. been better. You know, I mean, dog was a pretty easy guess. It was too easy. I made it too easy. I gotta, I gotta think through these things. A I mean, little it could have been like time. a parrot. I guess probably would have been could have been a parrot. Go to no, it was a it was but a dog. People wouldn't be amazed by a parrot saying no, mama, so. no. That one was too easy. I, that was my fault that time. Uh, I'm crushing this quiz. You are. I, I started out by saying I was terrible. At I don't it, think anybody has done this well on this quiz. <laughs> two for two. Just throw me a curveball. Uh, okay, uh, checkers worker does what, uh, in a viral video? What does he do in a viral video? I'm going to make this one tough because I think you, you've, uh, done too well in the first two. So I checkers, mean, you know what checkers is, right? Uh, it's a fast food restaurant. Fast food restaurant, correct. Um, I mean, spitting in someone's food, I think would be too... That's pretty on the nose. Too easy. Yeah. Um, masturbating into someone's food See, seems now that's, a little that's extreme. Fast. That's extreme. <laughs> so, I, like, I'm trying to find the happy Somewhere medium in the between middle those two things. Those two things. <laughs> and uh, some kind of bodily fluid. It pissed in someone's drink. It I don't pissed know. in someone's drink. No, no. He uh, wiped a burger bun on the floor 
in a viral video. He, uh, let's see here. Let me get to the article. Um, uh, in Tampa, Florida, of course, Florida, uh, a video of, has gone viral on social media appearing to show a Checkers fast food worker wiping the floor with a bun, then using the soiled bread to make a sandwich. You know, I mean, depending on the health... Uh Health board health. rating uh, of the restaurant <laughs> that might not really be that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, they, they probably could get a ninety three of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. I, I would eat a, a bun wiped on the floor of a ninety three rated <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> sure, you would. <laughs> uh, I don't think they do that in Florida. Actually, I don't think they use a rating system down there. Oh well, that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it's actually. terrifying. <laughs> actually, that's that's the same in my uh, home state of Indiana. They don't have one of those rating systems, so you yeah. you're just rolling the dice. Yeah, man. you are rolling the dice. Yeah, it's scary out there, guys. Be careful when you go eat <laughs> at Checkers in <laughs> at Florida. Checkers in Florida, very scary there. Uh, okay, here's another one. Uh, lion cub compensates for overbearing. Mu- Mother with blank. Wow, that's a uh, that's significantly tougher than anything. It's a tough. This before. is the toughest one of all of them. Wow. Could you could you repeat the question? Okay, lion cub compensates for overbearing mother with blank. How would a lion cub compensate for an overbearing mother? Uh, puberty. Puberty compensated through puberty. Yep. Grew up. Uh, it, it Take that, be. mom! I'm a real fucking it handful. Could, now. I mean, the, there's a connection between this uh, with with a an adorable roar. Aww, Aww it's really so. Cute. Its voice was changing. Yes, its voice changed, and it sounded like a roar. Uh, let me see if I can get the video up here so we can hear what it sounds like. Um, I'll put put my phone up to the. It's been described as adorable. It, it does sound be pretty it, fucking cute. Yeah, it better be cute because I don't want to mess around here, guys. I want to hear some cute roars. All right, here's the sound. Is it is it playing? Okay, so you can hear. Well, that's weird. I guess that's the sound of the camera person who's taking the video. It's a video of a mother with a cub in in her mouth actually, carrying the carrying the cub around. Puts the cub down on the other side of the road. And then sort of looks back. This is a this is a minute and a half video. So <laughs> Quite a bit of time, time to get to the roar. I want to hear the roar. Okay, let's see what I heard. A little chirp out of the little little chirp. Chirp. Huh? That sounded like a fart, actually. It did. Mm-hmm. Which are also adorable. They are they are cute. When a when a lion cub farts, it's really cute. Let's see. How are, uh, let's see. How are we doing here? <laughs> it's a squeak. Squeak. Uh-huh. Was that it? Believe it was. It was fairly adorable, to be. It fair. was cute, but I'm I'm expecting this. I'm expecting this. I'm expecting. <laughs> I'm expecting this lion to like go, you know, yeah. like a real lion. But it was just like. Well, I mean, it's, it's like supposed, a cat. It's supposed to be adorable. It was adorable, but it also wasn't all that. I, you know, it wasn't all that. Ast- and you astounding. had the visual to go with it too. I did. Which... I I feel bad. I should. You can watch the video after we're done here. I'll just let you watch. I'll it. make it a point. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Um, so yeah, that. Uh, that that was uh, what I would consider to be a, uh, a hoax. Yeah, that was a hoax yep. story. That was not real. Uh, not real. Uh, switcheroo they pulled on us there. Yeah, I, I'm not cool with that. I'm going to give you one more because that one was a hoax. Okay. All right, here we go. This is the last one. Uh, woman, 110 years old. Uh, drank three blank uh, a day for 70 years. Three blanks a day for 70 years. Bottles of wine. Bottles of wine. That's, uh, that's a good guess. That's uh, in the right ballpark, I would say. You want to give it another guess? With that little Drank bit of- three a day for 70 years. Mm-hmm. 
Three of these. Pints of vodka. Pints of vodka. Good Lord. Now, that's that's just not going to happen. I You're mean, not going to live... Nobody's <laughs> going to live 110 years drinking three pints of vodka a day. I'm sorry. There's. It's just not going to happen. Andre the Giant made it half that far. <laughs> no, he didn't. I don't know. He was like 46, right? Yeah. He didn't make it that far. A third of the way? Yeah. Oh. No, you would pickle your your liver at that point, right? You'd have a depending pickled on liver. your size. I mean, Andre could cra- like he said he would have to chug like a pint of whiskey or whatever just to feel like mm-hmm. a little warmth in his belly. You know what I mean? This is a guy who could drink like two cases of beer yeah. in a night, and yeah, not because he was a giant. Yeah, yeah, the giantism. So I mean, if this causes that giant thing. woman. She was. <laughs> we didn't say she was a giant. She's just old. She got really old. And then she died, but she w- she lived to be 110 years. She drank three Miller High Lifes every day. <laughs> That's not that impressive. No, I, I agree. It's not that impressive. But and when you're 110 years old and you're drinking the worst beer on the planet. Sure. I mean, that is the worst and beer. And she's definitely not doing it just to be like some hipster asshole. No, you know? because who, yeah, because nobody drinks Miller High Lifes for fun. No. That's that's a chore. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It is not the champagne of beers. Mm. Um No, that's the that's the the but what is that uh sh- what is the champagne of beers? Oh, High Life is is billed as the champagne is it of beers, billed as but the it is by no means no, the champagne of beers. No, it is not. Maybe it's the shitty $5 bottle of brute. I thought there was champagne a I thought there was a uh a, another brew that had champagne in the name. I don't know about that. Uh, Budweiser is the king of beers. Yes, I am aware of that. And then, and, and then Coors, they have the the. They're the silver. silver bullet. Bu- well, that's Coors Light, though. Yeah. They have the banquet beer too. What is, oh, the, yeah. what is the tagline for the? I don't know what the banquet beer. It doesn't matter. There, uh, it seems like there's one beer, and uh, if you are if you know the answer to this, uh, write me at uh, your only option uh, at gmail and tell me the answer to this because I don't know. Uh, but there's some beer that has champagne. I don't even know if they make it anymore. It was uh, it was popular in the fifties. I know this because I listened to a lot of old time radio. Okay, and they used to advertise it because that was back when they could advertise beer on the radio. Oh yeah, and they used to advertise it as like champagne. Can you not advertise or alcohol on the radio? Oh yeah, you can. I was thinking of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. They could say uh, advertise cigarettes on the radio back then too. Yeah, yeah, they, they did sure that could. all the time. Anyway, uh, that's it. You won. Excellent. Congratulations. Yeah, two You're out a of winner. four is Two not, out of four is winner. It's yeah. winner. All right. It's a winner on this show. Chicken dinner. <laughs> well, uh, Ryan, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks it's for having me. very exciting to have you. Uh, once again, anything is anything you want to plug, I can guess. Uh, Laugh Your Ass for Laugh Comedy Festival coming up August 12th through the 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a great time. And um, we also are going to have some exciting things happening in the future that I'm I'm not allowed to talk about publicly quite yet. All so. right. Well, that's a really uh, mean spoiler right there <laughs> that uh, is going to make it hard for people to sleep at night. Yep. Yeah. I, I hope what that a creep. it does. Yeah. Thanks so much. Well, that's, uh, that's what I'm good for. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Thank you very much for being on the show. It was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll uh, talk to you later. Make sure you go to youronlyoption.net to check out uh, all the information about the show and keep up with the ongoing comings and goings of the comedy scene in Asheville. And check out uh, Asheville Disclaimer. Uh, Is it Disclaimer Comedy? It's DisclaimerComedy.com for more information about things and AshevilleDisclaimer.com. Check out both of those. AshevilleDisclaimer.com and DisclaimerComedy.com. One will take you to the other or vice versa. I don't I don't know. Just check them both out. If one doesn't work, go to the other one. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. And uh, we'll be back next week. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.